Morongo Casino Studios. It's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5 KLOS and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Howdy, Frank Show. Listen to rock and roll throughout uh, your life. Uh, you know the name Matt Pinfield, because Matt Pinfield knows everybody in rock. And uh, he does a show here on Sundays, uh, new and approved with Matt Pinfield. But he's done shows uh, pretty much everywhere. And now he has a movie coming out. And he has a special permission from SAG to promote the film. So we're not breaking any laws here. We're not going okay. across picket lines. Uh, so let's get Matt in here. Matt Pinfield. Yeah. There he is. Have a seat there, my friend. Frank, it's so good to see you guys. Frank, I totally get that why you didn't know it was Saturday or Sunday my show. Because, listen, if I was on more every morning, Monday through Friday, the last thing that I'd want to do is on a Sunday night is listen to my show and listen to the radio. That's why. Don't get me wrong. That's the schedule. Yeah, I was like, come on, put a lot of time I want to listen. You know, it's... Uh, it's great. I've been doing the show. God, it's going on three years now, um, new and approved here. And it's it's fun. It's like we count down the 10 biggest rock songs in Southern California and KLOS uh, for the week in rock. And, you know, interview artists and, uh, you know, do album anniversaries and rock birthdays. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's all informative and stuff about, you know, the stories behind the songs. So, you know, I have a great time doing that. But uh, thanks for having me in this morning, guys. Thank You're you. Frank, it's been nuts. I mean, I just last weekend I was DJing in Austin, Texas, and the weekend before that in Jersey. I, I don't think I've been off the road with rock festivals and uh, except to come home for like two days and record my KOS show, That's literally Matt, for like the last three. You know, months. Frank said it earlier. You you sort of you know everybody and everybody knows you, but is there that one elusive person? that you have still have not met, and you're like, damn, I that's on the list. Yeah, you know what's weird? I mean, I've interviewed, like, all the Stones, McCartney, wow. you know, Pete Townsend, the wow. Zeppelin guys that are all alive, you know, from U2. To, I mean, you, you just named the, the artists, uh, and, but the one guy I've not interviewed yet is Neil Young. I mean, that's one of the guys I haven't There met. you go, but Neil and, Young people. Put it out know, there. Let's make this happen. And, you know, I'm friends with Stephen Stills, so I see him on a regular basis, mm -hmm. and, of course... You know, I you know met Crosby, but I mean, you know, just I, I love rock and roll. I'm so grateful to be around, guys. It's crazy. I've been in radio forty years uh, this January. How is that like, possible when you're only thirty eight? Uh, yes, exactly. In the womb, I was doing <laughs> some radio shows. <laughs> the belly, like but uh, you know, yeah. but I love this show of being, and it's so great to be on here with you guys because. Uh, I love listening to the show every morning, and uh, it's so. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm man. just glad we haven't lost the license. To people still here of you on Sunday nights well, because, uh, <laughs> yeah. because yeah. we're well on our way to losing the license. You said you, yeah. you uh, talked to all the Rolling Stones. I saw this morning that uh, the Rolling Stones now have a top ten album over the past 60 years and in every decade they've had a top 10 album yeah and it seems like yeah i mean there's artists out there who are still out there but they're still playing what they originally came out with they didn't have that second album or that third album what is it about the rolling stones that just keeps you know resonating with audiences i you know i think it's because they made one of their best records since like tattoo you when they did start me up it's got you know when you heard angry you heard that riff you were like wow the stones mm -hmm. are back and the record is deep it's a great record there's so many good songs on it they got all those guests you know mccartney's on the record because keith said to him oh, if you come into the studio you're gonna have to play like he stopped by <laughs> you're not just hanging out <laughs> yeah you're just like that kind of thing turned into that you know i i i was so blessed because i got to interview the stones 
Um, 18 years ago when they put out their last all-original album. So I sat with, Bill Wyman was already bad in the band, but I was with Keith, Mick, Charlie, when he was alive, of course, and, and Ronnie. And uh, man, I gotta, I gotta say this about them, because I was doing it live, right? I was doing this live broadcast, and we were listening to the album. Because a lot of times if I do an album special, I would do McCartney and you 2 or, or you Foo Fighters. You know, I, we insert the music, we do the interview, and then it, you know we insert right. it in this broadcast. With this one, it was live, so I was on the top of Radio City Music Hall in New York with the Stones, so I got to, like, while the album was playing, I'm sitting there just hanging out, yeah. and the only one drinking is Keith, and he likes to drink <laughs> Grey Goose Vodka and Fanta Orange Soda, and I'm like, dude, where's the Jack and Coke? What's up with that? So That's rock and rock roll. And roll <laughs> but they were separate, so he did yeah. a swig off the yeah. Yeah. Chaser, Orange the Chaser. And the yeah. person who was bringing it, it in for him got so nervous that they spilled the Grey Goose all over the oh, table. No. Keith's like, That's all right. It's all right. It was, it was and, really And cool. Keith just snorted it right off the table. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he probably could have, and he'd still be alive. <laughs> That's a thing about Keith. This poet in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. He, uh, no, but he was great. You know, Keith was really funny, and, and then Mick and those guys who were like, Mick's a consummate gentleman, and he always brings it back around. I was warned, if you know, with Charlie Watson, you know, of course we lost him. And this is right after he had throat cancer, so these guys, I think, really decided that was the first time they'd worked. They'd done an album where they were all in the same place in the studio, and like, you know, throughout the 80s. So I remember their press guy coming up to me and going, um, listen, if you get to Charlie Watts and you're going to ask him a question, count to three. Now, if he doesn't answer by three, send the question to Mick or Keith or... And um, every time I would sit there, I'd ask Charlie a question, and I'd just be counting in my head, one, two. But he always answered on time. <laughs> so, like, I was just... But, you know, that's... So you were ready for it. You yeah, were ready. But, honey, it was nerve-wracking. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you don't want to, like, you don't want this dead air while you're with the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Uh, we played uh, the, the, that song when you walked in, and you didn't have your headphones on, so you didn't know what we were playing. We were playing uh, All the Things I've Done from The Killers, which is about you, right? Yeah, it's a, it, it is, it's, it's a crazy song story um you know i was mentoring i got I, when i was working at columbia records right so that's one of the other jobs that i had in my crazy lifetime which i'm you know i i was signing bands making records i was vice president of a and r columbia records in new york the u.s army reached out to me and they said we're doing a mentoring program of soldiers coming back from iraq and afghanistan who would know you from mtv uh, would you donate your time and come work on this mentoring program? And of course I said yes, you know? I mean, it's Absolutely. it's our American soldiers. Even without so, knowing what it entails. Like, what do you want me to mentor these soldiers? Like, yeah. What, what yeah. do I do? You know, Heidi, it was one of those things where, like, you know, they were having, you know, like talking about, you know, songwriting and song structure and then guys oh, okay. playing. And then there was, like, Battle of the Bands. Like, they were all, like, doing the thing. And, you know, it ended up being really fun. But it was also pretty emotional because there were wounded soldiers that came back that were really learning how to play and hold their instruments again. It was a pretty, it was an intense situation, but I was so grateful I got the opportunity to do it. I flew right from there to Las Vegas to try and sign the Killers. I'd heard their demo of Mr. Brightside and Smile oh, Like a Meet. I'm like, so good. and I'm like, I gotta sign these guys. So somebody had a burned demo, literally a CD, and I got there and I watched the guys play in their one of the family garages. They were literally set up in the garage with blankets on the wall. And I ran into the German the other day, like a couple months, a month ago, uh, Ronnie Venucci goes, yeah, remember you were up against the washer and the dryer. I'm like, sitting there. I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm in this. Uh, and then these guys bust into Mr. They're playing Mr. Brightside in the garage, Whoa. which is the longest running single in the history of the UK singles chart. It's the biggest single in history. Wow. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I watch these guys. Well, that night, I, you know, I took the guys to dinner to talk about it. And then Brandon Flowers, the singer, I needed a ride back to my hotel, which was the Hilton in Vegas that night. Um, after, you know, meeting with those guys, talking about signing them. And, he, and I go, uh, hey, man, can somebody give me a ride back to the hotel? And Brandon Flowers volunteers. He holds up his hands. goes, I'll take you, man. And he's got this beat-up old AMC Centro. Um, and, you know, they were these guys all had Vegas jobs. Like one running urine for, like, you know, fights. The other one at working at a wedding chapel. Things you would expect in Vegas. The other guy was a bellhop, which was a singer, Brandon Flowers. And he didn't even, at this point, you're talking about the early 2000s. You know, they were, he, didn't, he didn't have money. He didn't even have a CD player in his car. It was a cassette player, two Beatles tapes. He goes, what do you want to hear? And I'm like, let's listen to Help. And then we're singing the Beatles all the way that long strip drive, like 12 minutes. You can still hear four Beatles songs in that amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And we're singing the whole first side of Help. We get to the hotel, and it's like a movie because we it's the Las Vegas Hilton. There's nobody there. It's a Monday night. Um, and it's me and him and the bartender. And we just start talking about my life at the time i was going through a split you know so there was the breakup and also i then i start to tell him the story about the mentoring the soldiers mm. and he goes home that night and writes all these things that i've done and comes up with that line from that story i got soul but i'm not a soldier which is the thing you know the middle damn of that song. So, <laughs> so that was unbelievable <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I got to tell you guys, their manager called me up like two days later and goes, Brandon Flowers wrote this unbelievable song about you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, was like, what? I was like, that's amazing. I go, well, great. I can't wait to hear it. And then I got to watch them. I was doing coverage at live. Well, he really wanted to get signed by you. Oh, uh, uh, I wrote a song about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, oddly enough. So will you sign us? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and this is the crazy thing, Heidi. I... Didn't get to sign them. They signed with Island Def Jam with Leo Cohen, you know, who helped start Def Jam. Because he had he was on writing the checks. Like I was the vice president. I was not the chairman or the president of Columbia Records. Yeah. So he he just said to those guys, he sent them a limo, brought them up to his Brownstone in New York and said, What do I have to do to be in business with the killers? And they called me the next day uh and said, Man, you know, Matt, we love you, but we signed with Island Def Jam. Right. But I got a great yeah. song out of it. You I did. got a great song out of it. Absolutely. And you also yeah. named your memoir after yeah. the yeah. same title. Yeah, I named my book after it. Yeah, you know, which, because uh, there's that story, the chapter's in there, and there's, you know, stories about me and the Bowie Stones, a lot of people. I was very, uh, I, I, that memoir came out in 2016, but it's on Audible. The only regret I have is that I didn't read the book myself. Okay. Matt? Yeah, can you believe it, Heidi? I, you, you know what it was? You to redo it. You got to redo it. I know. It means more when you do it. I know, because, you know, I listened to Geezer Butler's, like, last week from from uh, Black Sabbath. I've li listened to Springsteen's, and, you know. Oh, his is great. It, which is unbelievable. And Dave Grohl's, Foo Fighters, the right storyteller. Like, when you hear them read it, so that was most people's comments were right uh, wanted you wanted know, to hear your like, voice yeah, yeah. Who did it? morgan freeman no it was the guy who does all the james patterson books okay. um, oh yeah and, right. so like you know it was it was cool but it was interesting to hear somebody like kind of reading your story 
And at the same time, though, I understand why you know people would have. Ra- I'd rather read it. And I, I wish yeah, I, had. I, I, uh, I read a little bit of it, and I was, I was amazed to find out that uh, Justin Timberlake asked you to get an abortion as well. I was like, Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, Everybody you know, he's with. He I thought we were gonna have a much longer lasting relationship. <laughs> no. You know, the first time he, he said, walked bye, up bye, to. Bye. I remember when he was trying to find me in the hallways of MTV when he was in in sync, and he was just a little. Kid, you know, young yeah, kid at kid. that time. Um, With his blonde perm on top. Yes, yes, he had the blonde perm working. His ramen noodles. Yes, that's it. That's I, That is probably, do you think that's what the, the inspiration was for that, that special hair design? That <laughs> he it, was a course, big fan of dried ramen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, man, I, uh, but yeah, th- you know, it, it, I'm just grateful that the book came yeah. out. A lot's happened since then, as right, you know. You're not here to talk about your book. And yeah, you're an actor. And you're, yeah. There's so much to talk about, Matt. You could talk yeah. about with him for days on end. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you have a movie coming out. We do have permission to speak about this i understand yeah because it's uh you know it's an indie film and i guess they got permission from sag plus it was filmed uh in 2019 you know literally after i you know here at the sweet james ads I, after i got hit by the car mm-hmm. um you know my friend kurt st thomas who was a radio guy as well um in boston and la and, and d- directed a ton of videos he called me up and he said hey man I know you've been on TV shows like Portlandia and you know dennis leary sex and drugs and rock and roll and effects but you always play yourself. Uh, I was even on this kid's Nickelodeon show called The Naked Brothers, and all those Naked Brothers band, those kids are all like grown up now in movies like Hereditary and the TV show, yeah. you know, The Consultants. So these guys are grown up and they're big, turned into real actors, which I'm not. <laughs> but, I'm like, <laughs> but the deal is, uh, he said to me, he goes, you know, you should play a part in a film. And I think you'd be great playing the police captain, Captain Parker, in this film. Um, and John Doe's going to do it. And, you know, I love John Doe. I'm a huge fan of X. I love the Los Angeles punk rock history. I mean, he's not just punk. I mean, he's really done Americana rock and roll. And uh, the opportunity to work alongside him and actually to be in a real film that has a script. <laughs> oh, not that the TV shows didn't, um, but I'm... Uh, but it was like, you get to play somebody you know, other than play somebody something else. other than myself. Yeah. It was was a really uh, it was a great experience. Captain Parker. Captain Parker. And you know what's so cool about the film is so it is a remake with a new script based on a film from 1949, a film noir classic, DOA. Um, but it was a you know it was it was newly written and it's won a lot of festival. Uh, it's been out on the festival. So is it circuit. reworked to be in modern times? No, it's opposed- 1949. So okay. all the cars are like classic oh, cool. cars, and it was shot in St. Augustine, which is the oldest city in America in the world, right? Supposedly, or definitely in America. Is it Florida? Yeah, it's in Florida. Okay. So there's like alligator farms in there and albino mm-hmm. alligators and. You but know. they have to ship the cars from Cuba. No, <laughs> you know Let's you get would the cars think from so. Cuba. We'll bring- you know, that's one of the reasons why I want to go there. So I want to see those old cars. Oh, I know. You know, I've been always saying that. Like, well, come on, come on, in pristine condition. You yeah, know? and they, and they, you know, because you can recreate parts for those cars because it's not like today where you have to put everything on a monitor right. or computer. But anyway, so you know, it was it was really guys. It was so much fun to do this film. And uh, I thought it came out really great. I, I, you know, it was done before the pandemic. So when I shot the film, guys, it, I was still on crutches from getting hit by the car that you hear about in the Sweet James ads. <laughs> and so I was on a walker, then crutches, then a cane. And uh, the good news was a lot of what I did in the film was sitting down because I'm the police captain. Behind the desk. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was going to rip that in fun. like, I got hurt on the job. Yeah. Shot <laughs> you be careful out there. Oh, yeah, guys, <laughs> this, you'll laugh about. So this scar across my head when my head was torn open going through that window.
windshield as I flew into the windshield like a bullet. Um, I literally, they they accentuated it. They're like, we want to make that look wild. So they literally, the scar, they made it. They made it so it was more pronounced. So I look Make like you look you know, badass. What's his story? Yeah, it was cool. It's so, really great work as far as like uh, the, the fixing it and the scar that you do real, possess. It's yeah. not prominent by any means. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the pictures, like they, people tried to TMZ put the picture on TV and blurred it out because it was like really like oh, there's yeah. a photo of me with my head torn open because you know I went into the car uh, like a bullet and the guy from Cedar Sinai who sewed it up. Uh, in the trauma center that night, uh, did such an incredible job. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I, I heard two doctors talking because my face is taped up, and I'm laying there in the hospital, and I hear one guy go, "Are you going to use staples?" And the other guy goes, "No, no, I like this guy. I watched him do rock rock TV shows on MTV." He goes, <laughs> "I'm going to sew him up slowly," and he literally did. And he talked to me about ACDC and Priest while he's. Which, you know, and listen, I'm like doped up, obviously, on like morphine because yeah, of the, the but he sl- slowly uh, sewed me up and it was very It's painful. always good to know yeah. that if they don't like you, they just go, clink, clink, clink. Just put some major claps in my head. I would look like Frankenstein. I would have had to have no costume for Halloween. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm ugly enough. You know what I mean? So I just figured you can sew up my head. Has this awoken the actor in you now? Do you want to? keep doing yeah, this go know, down this road hey you know it was so much fun i mean if somebody thought of me for a film man i would love to do it again um there's a lot matt of- how are you sitting around though waiting waiting um, waiting wait you know like well we wait. I matt be here at 7 a.m it's two in the afternoon and you still haven't done anything yeah does that bug you um you know Luckily, because this movie was on a lower budget, they, we, we got right to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know what that <laughs> is. Good. They had um, no permits. They had to yeah. run in. Let's do a quick one take. I mean, if somebody was listening and they had an idea for a film and wanted me to be in it, I would I would love to, of course. I'd love to see everything get sorted sort out. See, Matt's never waiting. He's always like listening, like some of the new music and stuff. As far as like <laughs> sure. the show, new and approved, and and where music is going, like the rock genre. Is there, I mean, the cyclical, something coming back around that sounds you know, like uh, something that we've uh, that we're uh, familiar there's some, with? There's some great new music out right now, you know, and one of the things that's exciting, and I was talking to, uh, you know, Sluggo and Keith and Cunningham here about it, is it's a great time for rock where a lot of the older artists are putting out really great stuff Mm -hmm. and there's great area bands you know from around this area like dirty honey and rival sons Mm -hmm. like the top 10 this week you know it's got the guns and roses singles fantastic i love perhaps uh stones are great right now Uh, there's an artist that i love this guy he's on the show this week tim montana who's actually you know um he has a song that's taking off around the country, and Billy Gibbons discovered him from ZZ Top, took him on the road, 75 shows. David Letterman saw him performing. He has like a house in Montana, invited him over, and then he met Dave Grohl at a, at a Memphis wow. barbecuing competition, and Grohl was like, I love this guy. So he's really interesting guy. A lot of my, stamps, a lot of stamps. Yeah, he's like getting all love, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he's my guest this weekend. He's got this great single, The Devil You Know, which is like my favorite new song. Besides like, this. So, is it his yeah. guitar? Is it yeah. his voice? What is it, what's everybody seeing in this guy? I think it's, you know, I just think it's a great songwriting, and it's very, it's, it's just... Uh, it's just got a true, you know, great songs are what it's all about. You know what I mean? No matter what genre you're, you're That's in. That's right. And um, 
And if, if it's a great, memorable song. You can hype anything, you know. To you know, but if it, but if it's not, if there's not a song there to grab a hold of, to grab your soul or make you feel something. Then you know, it, it, then it's then it's forgettable, right? So, how long does a song need to be playing before you feel, but before you know that? You know, sometimes it's I can know that in the first verse. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off with a great riff, uh, but usually I got to get through the chorus or whatever give, give that it is. The chorus, and it might be. Matt, the have you ever said to yourself? Oh man, or to, to other people, God, I really hated that song when it first came out, and now it's one of my favorites. I have said, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't. I have said it in a nice way, Heidi. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of just getting but, right to but it. But you're right. Like, <laughs> no, I've, I've said, you know, it's weird. I, I had, I, I would have said to somebody, you know, I, at first I didn't really, it, it didn't connect with me, mm-hmm. and then I did. And there, you know, there are sometimes songs that that never it takes do. A minute. As you know, all right, but yeah. some things take a minute, and then all of a sudden they become your favorite song. Some things right. are immediate, you know. Are you excited? Are you uh, on edge maybe about this, this now and then, the last Beatles song that's coming out tomorrow? Yeah, morning? I'm, um, you know, um, I am, I'm, I'm really interested to see what it is because obviously they put out like Real Love and Free as a Bird around the time of the anthologies, and um I'm hoping it's it's good. It's a it's an interesting concept. You know, people are arguing on the on the internet. Oh, that's that's not the last Beatles song because it's they, they were only recorded between sixty two and seventy or whatever sixty nine. And um, but I'm you know I'm interested because obviously I love the Beatles and man you know I'm fr- you know I'm friendly with Ringo because I see him on a regular basis yeah. here and and Paul you know was such an amazing gentlemen every time that you know we've done a album release thing together i love that guy uh i'm a beatles fan i'm a stones fan i mean you know this is the music i grew up on right so and and I guess so maybe apprehension comes from like the the, the it, artificial intelligence it does well, can i be honest with you guys yeah that's the only thing that freaks me out a little bit i gotta be honest i'm not really behind the ai and music thing because i love real musicians playing their music and uh it being about Right now, and and because I think you could, there's no, you can't take the true emotion and heart, heart and soul and soul out of music. So I'm not down with the AI thing in music. At Is all. an AI song going to give you chills? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, um, I, I'm, uh, I'm just old school in that way you know i i want somebody and i want the blemishes too i want the mistakes mm-hmm. on the song Believe some of the in. greatest things of all time you know i would say this like you think the rolling stone street fighting man when charlie comes in late on the second verse or you know where somebody hits a wrong note or you know like they, but it becomes a part of you the, you you know that song that way and you if love you would hear it. it the right way you'd go oh yeah no, and no, you know, sometimes no. it there when everything everything became clean and yeah. it's like yes. no it's too clean yeah I for me I'd rather have have it have you know that swagger and soul in a song or that beautiful lyric or or something that makes you, you feel like mistakes are we're human we all make mistakes and Frank you never have to. to worry about being too clean honey you never have to <laughs> I love that it. and you never have to worry about never making mistakes. <laughs> That's why this works. So that's why this works. Yeah, you guys, it's amazing. So AI, you guys, I'm sure feel the same way, right? You're like, yeah. I'm not so sure about that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. The fact that you know they can take uh, three seconds of your voice and be, I mean, I think I was more excited about it when it says there was a translation possibility. So yeah, it's like since we do a talk show and you and like introduced to a whole new audience to where it's like we don't know how to speak every single language, but if AI can take the, our voices and our inflection and be able to, you know, obviously translate it in another language. That would be that'd be great because it open up a whole. But it's another, not. Cha- but it's right. only translating.
getting what I'm saying. It's not going, okay, let me take, let me listen to a what couple shows and say. go, this is what Frank would say next. Yeah. I think that is kind of spooky. It is spooky. That, I've, uh, I, I had this guy show me that thing. One day we were like hanging out and, you know, and, and he goes to me, hey, look at this. He goes, write 10 jokes about Matt Pinfield in the style of, and right. I'm like, all of a sudden these things come down. Right, and he goes, I'll show you this. And he goes, write a one paragraph bio on Matt Pinfield. Um, yeah. And it just, you know, it's wow. it's it's a little freaky. I love the human touch, man. I, I want people to make mistakes, right. have their soul in things, and uh, and I understand why. You know the actors and the writers and everybody are, are, are all upset, and I and I agree with them and support them a hundred percent. Absolutely, uh, Matt Pinfield, his new film called DOA is streaming next Friday on Apple TV, Amazon, Google Plus, and Vudu. Wherever you get your uh, nice, your streaming, go, go check him. it out. DOA, yeah. look it up, Matt. Always. Yeah, and he's all right to quickly also plug this TV show that I do on Axis TV. So Thursday nights, we're in season two, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 uh, 11 Eastern. Uh, I do this hour long show with two other hosts called uh, the Power Hour. And it's we show it's like old school. So we show rock and metal videos. Yeah. And uh and talk about them, and people vote on them online, and uh, and then talk to people, and it, it's just, it's and you know, do some interview stuff called the Power Hour. It's funny. It's a funny name. It's a great show. We have a lot of fun. So that's every Thursday night through December. It's in on season Access. two Basically. on Access TV. Yeah. Check it out if you're a rock fan. And uh, of course, Noon Approved. I love doing man. I I just I love being a part of the KLOS family. I can't even tell you. How yeah. much I love working with you guys, and and you're just so cool for and nice enough to let me come on Anytime. and talk about DOA. Thank you so much for that. I know. There Anytime, was, Matt. You know it means the world to me uh, that you guys uh, have me on, and thank you again, Frank. I was uh, just want to say I heard in uh, the one thing that was coming up, Dad. There was a band called Credence, and for a minute I was like, Credence are playing, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I always refer to Credence Clearwater Revival as Credence. Right, Credence. Yeah. yeah, you know, this is a cover band called Credence. Too. Yeah, yeah. They've been oh. Cre- Credence too. Oh, uh, Credence. Yeah. It's kind of like Food Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be playing at uh, Vet Day LA 2023 for the vets. It's going to be down downtown LA. So Vet Day LA. That's going to be uh, great. Com, but Your yeah, birthday's coming up, man. Out. How do you find yeah. birthday? It's so much yeah. great stuff is going on. Yeah. Love 11 stuff. years at KLOS. Yeah, it's phenomenal, guys. And, and thank you for, for supporting the, the film and, and, and supporting Absolutely. my Sunday night show here, New and Approved. I, I love it. Thank, and and Thanks for hanging out. I'm just glad to be here so I can do the name game for Keith. I mean, the radio is to give away cash. Is that why you're, that's why you got into radio. Exactly. Someone can come up with a game. I will stay in the business. That's great. But yeah, we have the name game. Let's just do that right now. Give us a call. 818-955-2955. Look for caller 25. Jackpot right now is $4,700. Not too shabby. With Eagles tickets on top of that cash. So if you want to call us up and guess the popular 90s movie, with a two-word name. It's not True Lies. It's not American Pie. Guess what it is. And that money and those tickets are yours. So we're going to take a break right now. Bye, Matt. Come back anytime you want to hang out. Anytime. Guys. Doors always open for you. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Frank. Love you guys. We're going to take a break. Come right back. We're out of here, Frank.